Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Real me. The real me. So I'm going to talk to you about four points today. Hopefully I can get through all four. Four things that God has called you to be. Who you are called to be. Who and what. All right, let's go ahead and say that. Who and what you are called to be. So number one, God has called you to be founded. Someone say founded. You guys notice that a lot of places, it seems like it was a trend in the 90s. It began in the 90s. And everyone began to put it on their logos, on their signs, founded in. Did you, do you remember that? Founded in, what's Gap? Founded in 1969, right? Founded. The year they were founded. Why is, why is, why is someone's founding so important? Well, it means when you are founded, according to some dictionary definitions that I looked into, you are established to continue existing. I like that definition. You can't find that definition in every dictionary, but I ran across that. So when you are founded in and on and upon the things of God, you are established to continue existing. Someone say established to continue existing. So your founding should serve as a basis for. That's another definition I ran across. You, your founding upon the rock of Jesus Christ should be, it should serve as a basis for what? Well, you're founded to continue believing. You're founded to continue serving. You're founded to continue loving and forgiving and, and walking in peace with people. You are founded to be a light, all right? So you're constructed, you're built, you're based and founded on the rock. You're stable, you're sturdy, you're grounded. Have you ever heard someone say, man, he is really grounded? Grounded meaning your feet are walking on solid ground. You're not up and down. You are grounded. You're consistent. You know God. And you know what you believe and why. I know some people would say, well, Pastor Matt, of course you know why you believe. You're a pastor. No, long before I became a pastor, I knew what I believed and why. One of your jobs as a believer, see, you were created. You were created. The real you was created to be founded. Part of that is knowing what you believe and why. Some of you in here, and I'm not throwing rocks. This is just the facts. Some folks on the live stream say, I believe and I start there. And that's good. But at some point, you need to know why you believe and what you believe. Talked to a guy, and I knew he was part of a religion, which I would call a cult. Because everybody goes, oh, we all worship the same God. No, you don't, champ. You don't, not everybody worships the same God. I'll say it right now. I don't care what Facebook or anybody else thinks. Allah was chosen by Muhammad, and Allah was the moon God. Allah is not the God you serve. Now, in some languages, like Indonesian, Allah just means God. Okay, I see what they mean. Okay, because even as a believer, you say, I worship Allah in Indonesia, but you mean God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of Jesus, the God of the Bible. Are y'all with me? You can talk to some folks and say, Oh, no, they're all the same. No, Muhammad, he started a religion, very profitable, strong religion. It's one of the top three religions in the world now for attendance, right? One of the three major religions of the world. And he chose the moon God as his God. And he said, and see, the tribes they, that he came from on the Arabian Peninsula, they had many gods, and he made them monotheistic. He said, we're going to serve one God, and it's Allah, the one true God. And he became his prophet. How convenient. said, I'm going to tell you who the real God is, and oh, by the way, I am his first and greatest prophet. Wow, that's interesting. But I had a guy, he didn't know what he believed, a decent guy. Decent guy most of the time, kind of grumpy 
works at a place here in town, but he's always treated me pretty good. He's just kind of kind of critchety sometimes, kind of kind of cantankerous. But I saw him and he told me he went to a certain church and I went, huh? I said, did you know did you know they don't they don't believe the Holy Spirit is a person? And I knew he didn't know what he believed when he went, oh, yeah, um, there's the father, there's the son. And then I went, oh, my gosh, I just stopped listening. I went, he doesn't even know what his sect or his religion believes. He didn't realize that they don't believe like scripture. See, the religion he's in believes the Holy Spirit is a force. It's not a person. Jesus said, I will send you another comforter, and he will lead you into all truth. He so you got to know what you believe and why. Say, man, should I be stressed out? No, get into the Word. Ask questions. That's a large part of your faith is finding out more and more of what you believe. Let me tell you why I believe today. Number one, I believe I was taught according to Scripture, of course. I was given great examples. That's why I believe my parents were great examples. They didn't, do, they didn't live a separate life at home. Who they were at church is who they were at home. They were people of faith 24-7. But personally, I've chosen to believe because I've seen God work. I've felt his presence. And like the song like Nicole C. Mullen used to sing, some folks used to be in my youth group, they remember that song. He said, I know my Redeemer lives. Yeah, I spoke to him this morning. I know he's alive. Yeah. He's spoken to me through his word, and his word has been confirmed dozens, if not hundreds, if not thousands of times. I don't know. But I believe because of who he's become to me and my personal relationship with him, how he's answered prayers, how he's healed lives, how he's done all these amazing things. And I may not understand everything. Reasons why sometimes, sometimes you lose loved ones. You say, I don't know why, but I, I know God is good. I don't, I don't have all the answers, but I know God is good. Part of my founding on the faith, part of my founding on the rock is that I know everything God does is right, and the things that are not great, well, that's either my mistake or it's because I live in a fallen world or someone else's bad choice. I don't know, but I know God is good, and I'm founded upon that truth. Let's go to Matthew 7, 24. I like this text. Y'all know I like every text that I pull up, but I really like this one. Look at what Jesus said. He said, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise. Wise is the proper application. Being wise is properly applying knowledge, properly applying what you've learned. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. Why? Look at Jesus goes on to elaborate. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. Hmm. So Jesus is the rock. Scripture talk. Remember, Scripture explains Scripture. You can find in the book of Psalms that he is the rock of your salvation. Yeah, anyone ever been to Carlsbad Caverns? Most of the folks here, right? Some of y'all are so tired of the caverns. Your family comes down, they go, let's go to the caverns. You're like, oh, my gosh, I've been 17 times. Okay, let's go. I can probably lead you on the tour myself, right? One of the rooms has a big old, <coughs> is it a, let's see, is it a stalagmite growing from the floor? It's called the Rock of Ages. Interesting. Jesus is the Rock of Ages. It's actually an old gospel song called that. He is immovable. Jesus Hebrews says 13.8, it says he's the same yesterday, today, 
and forever. Why is that good news? Because God doesn't change about his mind about he doesn't change his mind about me every morning. Scripture says his mercies are new every morning, but he loves me just the same every day. I can't make him love me anymore. I can receive more favor from him when I seek him more. But even Scripture says, this is amazing, he rains on the righteous and the wicked. He brings rain for everybody. He pours out blessings to everybody. But you want to get real close to him and start receiving more favor? Spend time with him because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13.8. Be founded upon that. Know what you believe and why you believe it. Get into the Word. You ever have questions, you can hit me up or Pastor Jen or one of, I'd say one of the elders of this church, someone else on the pastoral staff. You can ask them questions or you can research it and ask questions. I've had people come to me and go, I heard a message and it said this. What do you think, Pastor? I'm like, that's not Scripture. Just because someone's preaching doesn't mean it's the truth. That's why I like you to get to know me, and I like to give you insight about my life and be open with you so you know who is feeding you the Word, and you know that I will always go back to the Word. We'll base it on that, or we won't base it on anything at all. So be founded, number one. Someone say founded. I like this next point. It's fearless. What a day to say fearless. Don't y'all go out tonight and watch horror movies. That's between you and God, but it may scare your britches off. Sounds like my grandma. That's a really odd word picture, but anyway. Fearless. You've been called to be fearless. That's who you are called to be. Let's go to Psalm 23.4. Powerful verse. The psalmist says, even when I walk through the darkest valley, one translation says, even through the darkest valley of death. One translation says, the valley of the shadow of death. Death hadn't gotten to me, but man, there's a shadow of death looming over me. Someone's died that I love, or man, I've gotten sick, or I've got, I'm going through it. Even when I walk through those darkest valleys, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The, is that brand still out there, No Fear? Do y'all remember that brand? No Fear? Does Debbie remember? I remember when I was in high school, people had t-shirts no fear and I don't know if it was a biking brand or what it was but it said no fear that's a great that's a great name I don't know what's behind all that but that's a great name let's go to Proverbs 21 th- or sorry I promise I'm not dyslexic Proverbs 31 25 that wouldn't have been dyslexic that would have been switching it and adding 10 but anyway Proverbs 31 25 this verse is usually Usually brought up just on Mother's Day. But I love what Scripture says about a woman of God. This is, this is speaking about a woman of God. Remember, there's no male or female in Christ. There's no Jew or Greek. There's no uh, different cultures or races. We're all one in Christ, Scripture says. Because of the cross, we're all one in Christ. That talk about perfectly beautiful, godly, divine, equal rights. This is talking about a godly woman, though. This is for men and women. But look, look at what it says. Speaking of her specifically, she is clothed with strength and dignity. One translation says strength and honor. And she laughs without fear of the future. I'm going through something personally right now that has is, that is tested my faith. I'd say I'm a little bit stirred but not shaken. Isn't that how James... Bonds? Anyway, shaking not stay. Anyway. I'm like, how is he so fit, always drinking like that, James Bond? But anyway. Inside joke for those of you that like those movies. No, I'm a little bit 
a little bit stirred right now, but not shaken. And God's, God's working in me. He's, he's teaching me all kinds of stuff. I'm in the school of life's education right now. And I've had to learn throughout this process to be fearless. And I have to deal with it every day. Going through a situation that has troubled me, but God is faithful. Someone say, God is faithful. Mm-hmm. Hebrews 13.8 says, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So you got to be fearless. That's a good example for women and men. Let's read that again. She is clothed with strength and dignity. Put your name in there if you want. When you read this at home, I'll say, man, I am clothed. Matthew Senna is clothed with strength and dignity. I laugh without fear of the future. Ha, ha, ha. And sometimes you have to do that because you don't feel like laughing. You're like, oh, my gosh, I'm stressed out. I don't think I can lose much more hair, but at one point, about... Ten years ago, my wife goes, baby, your, your hair is actually receding more. I go, at this point, why would I care, right? It's going to all just recede, and I'll have a little knot of hair right in the back. Oh, well. I'm bald. Scripture says, I believe, is it Leviticus chapter 11? I hope I'm not misquoting that. It's still, it said, behold, if the man has lost his hair, he is bald, but he is clean. So I'm clean, brothers and sisters. you got to walk without fear, and that takes practice. It takes practice. I don't know why I'm bringing this up, and it may, not, it may not relate perfectly, but I love this analogy, talking about fearless, talking about doing what you're called to do. Did you know every day in Africa, the fastest lion wakes up and knows that he has to be able to catch the slowest gazelle? And every day the slowest gazelle wakes up and goes, I have to find a way to outrun the fastest lion. And at some point in there you go, I just have to face it. I still have to get up and be fearless today. The lion says, man, if I don't catch him, I'm I'm not going to eat. And the gazelle says, if I get caught, I'll never eat again. They'll be eating me. Laugh without fear of the future. Don't be foolish. You've got to prepare and have a plan. Scripture says, look ahead and plan. You see danger coming. You plan. But Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. He didn't say don't plan. He said, don't worry about tomorrow. So let's be fearless. Someone say fearless. It takes practice. Number three, let's get into number three. You've got to be forgiving. This comes up a lot, fearless and forgiving. I think they've come, come up a lot in my messages. They're going to keep coming up because you're called to be fearless. You're called to be forgiving. Man, it's hard to call yourself a Christian. It's hard to call myself a Christian if I'm not walking in forgiveness. Hard to call myself a believer if I'm deciding not to forgive someone. Tell you this story. Some of you have heard it many times, but we have some new faces in here. Let me just bring it up. Years ago, Dad said there was a lady. She used to sit right in the back. I think she was in the Spanish service. I don't remember. But she was on her deathbed dying, and she hated someone, I believe another believer, that owed her $1,000, and she died hating them over that $1,000. That's, that's my response exactly. I don't think so. Mm-mm. You ain't messing up my walk with God because of your crazy decisions. People make crazy decisions every day. Once again, I allude to the battle we've been going through as a, as a couple, me and my wife, and dealing with a situation. We're doing great but God's teaching us some stuff. We're going through this little trial. And all along, the Lord has reminded me, hey, make sure your heart stays right. Take steps. Be bold. Be strong. Be wise and make sure your heart stays right. God says to you, let me deal with them. 
You can deal with people in your own strength only up to a certain point. You've got to have boundaries. You've got to say no. You've got to say, I ain't going to let that happen. But at some point, you get off into the flesh, and it goes south real quickly. I'm going to pay them back. Man, do you know? I hate it when people say that. Do you know who I am? Who cares, right? If people say that to me, I know everybody matters, but if someone goes, do you know who I am? I'm, I'm like, with that attitude, I don't care. I remember there was a guy, there was a politician in Roswell years ago. He was doing great. Man, he had some pull and some swing. He carried weight in Santa Fe. He was at a baseball game or a softball game, got into it with an umpire at a game, and said, do you know who I am? And lost his whole career over that. There was a boxer here in New Mexico. He was a champion. I don't know if he was a light, lightweight, welterweight. I don't know what he was. But he got into it with a guy. I, he didn't have the belt anymore. He didn't have the championship, but he was a professional boxer. He told some dude, do you know who I am? The dude said, I don't care who you are, and knocked him out. <laughs> the big thing that matters about who you are in Christ is that you walk in forgiveness. That whole deal of, but you don't know, you, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay you back. No, uh Scripture says, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. He will repay You'll take your hands off the situation and let God take care of it. Let's give the Lord a clap offering today. If you'll take your hands off the situation and let God take care of it, you will see their reward. For good or for bad, you let God deal with them. Sometimes you say, man, I'm going to make them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to control. I'm gonna, we'll get into that on another series soon, I guess, as the Lord leads. But you can't control everything. Have you noticed that? I can't. I've tried to control certain things, and there's some things. It makes you really weird and really flaky when you try to control every little thing. It makes you fearful. It makes you jealous. It makes you insecure. See, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to control. Don't do that. My wife's told me over the years, she says, baby, you're amazing. You're not controlling, but I can tell you're going through it because you're con- trying to control these certain details. I'm like, ah, I hate that. I'm like, oh, you're right. And I'm not controlling, not with her per se, but I like to control little details, and this is how I want it done, and that's how I want it. Could be my age, for heaven's sake. I don't know. But you know what I'm talking about. Control is, is it, at some point, it gets to be unhealthy. You need to be able to forgive and say, God, I can't control this situation. I release control to you, God. Someone say, Lord God. Go ahead and raise your hand today. Say, Lord God. Say, I surrender control to you. Because you know best. Say in Jesus' name. Amen. That's a mini prayer right there. Got to be able to forgive. Got to be able to walk in forgiveness. Look at Matthew 6, 12. You recognize this as part of the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer is a powerful model prayer for daily prayer, for walking with God, for speaking to God. And he says, and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. That's just part of the package. Say, no, Lord, just forgive me my sins, but I'm not going to forgive them. It doesn't work that way. Scripture says, another scripture says, if you want to be forgiven, you will forgive others. Otherwise, God's not able to forgive you. He won't forgive you if you don't forgive others. Why would he extend to you a mercy and grace that you haven't showed others? You've got to walk in forgiveness. As a believer, you've got to do that. Let's go to Romans 12, 17. Oh, man, isn't this good? Say, they, do they know who I am? I'm going to fight fire with fire. Well, you may have a forest fire afterward and burn down everything. Never pay back evil with more evil. 
Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Not just for eye service and say, I'm looking honorable. No, behind closed doors, be honorable. That's integrity. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Ooh, God has taught me some lessons about this in the recent months. You've heard this statistic. One out of ten people just aren't going to like you. No matter how charming, how cute you are, how tall you are, how pretty your eyes or your skin are, just whatever, how great your nose is. Y'all got some great noses in here. <laughs> how big your bigote is, your mustache. Just some people just aren't going to like you. I don't know. I've always liked that. Hey, come here. Some folks just aren't going to buy it. It's like, mm. And then there's others. It's not that they dislike you, but they're trying to get over on you all the time, trying to cheat you, trying to lie to you. Say, no, you just got to forgive them. Let's, let's read that whole text again, Romans 12, 17. Never pay back evil with more evil. Are you with me, people of God? Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Did I say honorable? I'm a southerner. So they can see you are honorable. I sound like, what's that, what's that big old rooster guy? What was his name? Uh, Foghorn something? I say I got my feathers to keep me warm. <laughs> Sorry, sometimes my mama's side of the family comes out. Texas Southern. Let's read that verse again. Let's go back. I want to read all of it. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Do you hear me, people of God? Praise God. So you got to keep forgiving, keep walking in peace with people. You know, Scripture says the man or woman whose ways please the Lord, even their enemies are at peace with them. I've had people who are like, I don't like you, but I ain't messing with you. I'm like, bye. You don't have to like me. Let's just be at peace. I don't like you either. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes it's just that way. You say, Lord, I love them, but, man, they get on my nerves. Well, that's okay. You just walk in forgiveness. You love them. You don't have to hang out with them all the time. So we've got... The real you, who and what you're called to be, is founded, fearless, forgiving. Oh, man, we're boiling down to this great point here. That is faithful. That means six, six months from now, I see you again, and you're still serving God. I remember a young lady years ago. She had a, a loan at the finance company I worked at, and she was a believer. And I, I don't know, I'd see her around, and she was a believer, and I still remember her name, and and I'd see her here and there, and she would ask me, Matt, hey, Matt, how's it going? Are you still saved? <laughs> I'd say, yeah, I'm, I'm still saved. That's a great question, isn't it? Kind of up front, kind of street, like in your face. You still saved? You still living right? I was like, yeah, sis, I'm going to be saved. I'm going to stay saved. I'm going to heaven, man. I'm serving God to the best of my ability. I was carnal. I had some flakiness here and there, but I never left God. Mm-mm. No. Six months from now, a year from now, two years from now, you're still serving God and serving in your church family. Still. That's called faithful. Faithful is full of faith, but you don't just say, I have faith. Faith without works, faith without action is dead and useless. When you believe, you do. Someone say, when I believe, I will do. Uh-huh. Nike just says, just do it. I like that. Let's go to Hebrews 3.12. Got some good ones here for you. Be careful then, dear brothers and sisters. Make sure that your own hearts are not evil and unbelieving. This is, say, that they're talking to the world. No, this book is written, it's written to believers. It's an epistle. It's a letter to believers. Scripture calls us saints. A saint is someone who believes. 
not necessarily a statue or something. You say, he's a saint. There's a picture on the wall of that saint. Okay, those are other saints, but you are called to be a saint. Did you know that? You say, well, I make mistakes. Yeah, but according to Scripture, the book of Corinthians opens with to the saints and believers in Corinth, and they were carnal Christians. They were some crazy Christians, but the Apostle Paul referred to them as saints. So you are called to be saints. Say, what does that mean? Just a strong believer, just a believer, a child of God is a saint. We'll get into that word some other time. Be careful then, dear brothers and sisters. Make sure that your own hearts, talking to believers once again, are not evil or don't become evil and unbelieving, turning you away from the living God. Wow, that means people can turn away from the living faith. It says it right there. They can turn away from the faith. You must warn each other every day while it is still today so that none of you will be deceived by sin and hardened against God. It's talking to believers. For if we are faithful to the end, someone say faithful. Uh-huh, hang in there. You just hang in there. Faithful ties into being founded. Our first point was founded. Our last point today is faithful. That ties right into being founded. When you are founded, you are faithful. I needed a separate point here to get my point across. If we're faithful to the end, trusting God just as firmly as when we first believed, we will share in all that belongs to Christ. COVID came and some people left God over a virus. They said, no, I can't go out in public, but they were at Walmart. We'd look at them every Sunday. Me and, me and Jen would leave Dad's house. We'd have family lunch, the whole crew there. We'd leave, and we'd look at Walmart. It's packed all the way out, all the way to Joe Harvey. Packed! But you couldn't get the virus inside Walmart, but you could only get it at church. Come on, man, right? For if we are faithful to the end, trusting God just as firmly as when we first believed, we will share in all that belongs to Christ. Remember what it says, today when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts as Israel did when they rebelled. Remember when they rebelled in the desert? Look at this. I want to read that. If you don't mind, I want to read that whole text again real quick, and I'll just blow through it. Be careful then, dear brothers and sisters. Make sure that your own hearts are not evil and unbelieving, turning you away from the living God. You must warn each other every day while it is still today so that none of you will be deceived by sin and hardened against God. Sin is deceitful, isn't it? Mm -hmm. For if we are faithful to the end, trusting God just as firmly as when we first believed, we will share, someone say share, share in all that belongs to Christ. Remember what it says today when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts as Israel did when they rebelled. Praise God. Let's go on to James 1.12. God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. That sounds like that whole phrase is like a synonym for faithfulness, isn't it? It's another way of saying faithfulness. God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. Mm, good stuff. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 4.2 now. Now, a person who is put in charge as a manager must be faithful. You ever met someone? Maybe you've done this before. You said, I ain't trying to get manager's pay because that's one step closer to the door and they'll run me off and it's more work and not enough pay. I don't want to be manager. You ever, you ever said that or thought that or heard that or seen that? And I understand. Say, man, they're going to make me manager. They're going to pay me less for more hours and they're going to kick me around and I'm going to be in trouble. I can see where that's coming from. But in life, look at this. You've been given a managerial position in life. See, I don't manage people. Yeah, but you manage the life God has given you. You manage the clothes he's given you. You're not taking your socks with you when you go to heaven. 
You're not. You're not taking anything with you. You came in your birthday suit, and you're going to go to heaven in your birthday suit. A person who's put in charge as a manager must be faithful. One translation says, must be found faithful. Oh, that's good stuff. I got to be faithful with what God gave me. Let me give you a list. Maybe this will help. I'm a pastor. Wow, that's an important role. Some of you say, I'm a mom. Huge role. A dad, a brother, a sister. Big roles. I have a wife. God's given me a wife. That's an important role. A husband, man, I got to take care of my wife. God says I have to love her like Christ loved the church. That's a tall order. I love my wife. I don't even have to try to love her. I love her. It comes naturally to me. I love her with all my heart. But my lofty goal and my aspirations are to love her like Christ loved the church. Treat her like God would treat me. That's powerful. I've been placed in a position as a manager of something. Some of you say, I don't manage anything. Do you have a car? God gave it to you. It's not yours forever. You don't take it to heaven. You're managing an asset he gave you. You have a house? Say, I'm just renting. Uh Uh-huh. But you're taking care of that house for someone. And in taking care of that house for someone, you're taking care of it for God. So don't be knocking holes in the wall on purpose and, and, you know, doing crazy stuff. You're renting? Be a good manager. One translation says steward. Be a faithful steward. God gave you a job? Manage it well. And in doing so, and in being faithful, I want to start to wrap it up with this. Outlive the critics. Outlast the critics. You know how many people have talked about me, and I can't find them anywhere now. Nobody knows where they are. They say, oh, is is that judgment because they talked about you? No, they had other problems, but God dealt with them. I don't believe God's just crushing and destroying everyone who says anything about me. I'm just, but I know God does take up the case and protect me. That's what Scripture says. I'm him. And if they touch me, they've touched the apple of his eye. That's the same for you as believers. How many of you are in here and you say, I'm a believer? Say, I'm a believer. Uh-huh, I know you are. You wouldn't be here on a Sunday morning if you weren't a believer. So you outlive the critics. There's people that do a bunch of this, and then they're gone. You say, man, they blew away like dust, Scripture says. They came and they went, and other people are like, the ones that remember them go, man, they were a punk. <laughs> you know, golly, look at them. They're gone now. Outlive the critics. Outlast the gossips. See, even at work, say, man, they're doing a lot of talking about me. You be righteous. You live, you live the life God called you to live. You just walk in righteousness. You are right with God. Treat people with respect. Don't get involved in that mess. Don't get down to people's level. Don't do it. The ghetto stuff, talking bad about each other on Facebook, that's not y'all. It may be other people, but that's not y'all. Outlast the gossips. And then one verse says, we won't go there, it says, do not be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. I heard a song recently, I think it was reggaeton, Christian reggaeton, if y'all know what that is. In English, that's reggaeton, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> Caribbean beats. Y'all know what I'm talking about. The guy said in the song, I love it. The guy said, my good, my good will overcome your evil. Mi bien, mi bien. Vencerá tu mal. My good, my good will overcome your evil. So you know what? I meet people that are evil, and I'm like, my good cancels your evil right now in Jesus' name. I'm going to act a fool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create destruction. Not me. I'm going to bring healing, restoration. I'm going to be a light, and I'm going to put my hands on people and love them. I'm going to be available. Some people say, I don't want a hug. Then you get a smile and a finger like this, like a, a point. I point at you like that. My index finger go, what's up, man? God loves you. I'm with you. I'm praying for you. Say, I don't want no hugs, or it's COVID-ia. You know what I'm saying? 
already had COVIDia, came and went. It's no fun. It's not fun. But they get this. I point at them and say, God's with you, man. Mm. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. My good overcomes people's evil. That's part of being faithful. Hang in there, people of God. Let me end with this today before we pray. Don't think that God has forgotten what you're going through. Don't think that God has forgotten what you've gone through. Don't think that God doesn't remember your past, the hurts, the disappointment, the betrayal. Don't think that God has forgotten. This is for somebody today, and I believe there's several of you. I wasn't planning on doing this, but I believe this is by the Spirit of God. God says, that which was meant to destroy you only brought you closer to me. That which was meant to wipe you out made you look toward heaven. Scripture says he is the lifter of your head. You look at the ancient manuscripts and you say, a king would lift someone's head. It meant I'm giving you honor and you got hope and you're going to move on into blessing. A king or a queen would lift someone's head. They said, you're not destined to die. You're a winner. I choose you. Mercy for you, blessing and favor for you. The Lord says today to folks in this house, he says, I am the lifter of your head. God says, I free those who are oppressed if they come to me. This is the year, according to the book of Isaiah, this is the year of the Lord's good favor. We pre- Man, I predict, I prophesy, and I pray and declare out loud, and I confess, this is the year that the captives go free if they want it. How bad do you want it? How close do you want to be to God? It's up to you. You get as close to God as you want to be. But he's not finished with you. Scripture says, and I've been quoting this one a lot, Philippians 1.6, He who began a good work in you will finish it. What God starts, someone say, what God starts, he finishes. Mm -hmm. So you've been called to be founded, number one, fearless, forgiving, and faithful. Bow your heads. Close your eyes. Let's pray together, people of God. Let's pray. If there's anyone at the sound of my voice today who says, Pastor Matt, I have never accepted Jesus, never made him the Lord of my life, would you pray with me today? You can raise your hand. No one's looking at you. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you say, man, I have never made Jesus the Lord of my life, raise your hand today. Say, man, I want to be right with God. Anybody in this house. And if not in this house, God bless you for your courage. Those joining us on the live stream, I want everyone to repeat this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I accept the gift of salvation through Jesus. Say, I believe he died and rose again. Lord, forgive me of my sin. I can't do it without you. I can't cleanse myself. Only you can cleanse and save me. And because of that, I confess that Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. And I believe he is God in the flesh and he rose from the dead. Thank you for your forgiveness, God. Thank you that I'm saved from myself, from sin, and from hell. In Jesus' name. Amen. Go ahead and stand to your feet today. I want to pray one final prayer and blessing over everyone in this house. I know there was something in there for everyone, not because I brought the word, but because 
it's the word. Not because of me bringing the word, but because it's God's word. It was God's word to start. Scripture says, just Jesus, he said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words and my word will never pass away. So I know God spoke to you where you needed it today. I believe that by faith. Go ahead and bow your hands. Raise a hand to the Lord. Let me speak a blessing over you. May the Lord bless you and protect you. Smile upon you and be gracious to you. May you be blessed in the city and in the field like he promised. May he place you upon the high places. May he cause you to ride the high places of the earth. May you be like a tree, like Psalms chapter 1 says, planted by the rivers of water. You will always have good green leaves and always bear fruit. You will grow roots down and you will bear fruit upward. Roots down, fruit upward. I thank you, Father, for your faithfulness. I thank you that you're with us. Speak to your people today, God. Speak to their hearts. Reveal yourself to them, not just in dreams and visions, but throughout the day. In every way possible, speak to us because we know you live, we know you move, we know you love, and we know you have a plan. I thank you today for your faithfulness, God. I thank you for what you're doing in this ministry. We give you all the glory and honor and praise over these lives today. In Jesus' name, someone said, Amen and amen. Let's give